You know, people thought I was crazy. I, I didn't have this exact elaborate plan of moving to Philly and I didn't have a step-by-step -step plan of what I wanted to do when I moved to Philly. I knew I was passionate, I was driven, and I was going to do whatever it takes to figure stuff out. Hi, this is Shlomo Salson, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where we share stories, tips, specific strategies on how you as a teenage kid, can overcome any struggle in your life. Whether it is regarding relationships, your confidence, anxiety, depression, problems at home, problems at school, I have interviewed 58 people from around the world on what they have gone through as a teenager, how they overcame it, and how you can too. I have a pretty cool quiz that I created uh, just about a week ago. I want you to check it out. Sure. It's about 10 questions, should only take you 30 seconds. And this quiz is based off of your personality and who you are as a person. The quiz is called, what is my resiliency type high school sports edition? I got long distance running, which is pretty cool because I ran long distance running. So I think this quiz is pretty accurate. And I want you to check it out. Right, the link is in the description after this podcast episode. I want you to check it out. It should only take you 30 seconds uh, to take. And it's pretty fun. And I want you to share the, your results on social media. 29 years old, baby. 29 years old. Last year in the 20s. I can't believe time just goes by so, so fast. I remember, I remember 10 years ago when I turned 19 years old, I had like a little party, a college party at an apartment, went, went to, uh, went out that night and had, had a good time. And it's been a crazy, 20s has been interesting. 20s has definitely been a year of growth. At 28 years old, that's when I kind of started Teenage Impact. But my entrepreneurship journey didn't start there. In fact, I, I, before I go into what I learned this past year at 28 years old, I'm going to go with three lessons I have learned this year. And this, these lessons can apply at any age, whether you're 15 years old, whether you're 20 years old, whether you're 30 years old, whether you're 40, 50 years old. These lessons apply all across the board. But before I go into the lessons, I kind of want to tell you my background story on how my passion for entrepreneurship started. I remember doing this homework assignment. I think it was elementary, middle school, don't exactly remember the grade. But the teacher asked to do a homework, what do you want to be when you grow up? Honestly, no one knows what they want to be in middle school. A lot of people don't know what they want to be in high school and college let alone middle school. And I started researching some different words. A lot of things like doctor, police officer, all these words didn't resonate with me. But then I saw a word entrepreneurship, entrepreneur. I saw entrepreneur and, and that word resonated with me. I looked up what entrepreneur meant. It meant to own your own business. And I said, whoa. That's cool. I didn't really think of anything of it back then, but I knew I wanted to be great at such a young age. I met up with one of my middle school friends and two years ago, and he said, Shlomo, I remember in seventh and eighth grade, you used to tell me 
this name will be worth millions one day. In middle school, that's just crazy in middle school. I was just talking about being a millionaire. In eighth grade, I was nominated to be most, one of the, one, I was one of the nominees for most likely to succeed. I didn't win the nomination, but out of our entire eighth grade class, I was one of the finalists, which I worked hard. Middles, all throughout middle school, I got straight A's, except my first report card of sixth grade, I got a B. Then I went to high school. I wanted to go to Harvard in ninth grade. And then somewhere along the lines, not sure where it was, 10th grade, 11th grade, this dream of being this highly successful person kind of diminished. And I went and started doing what society wanted me to do. And that was just to go to college, try to get good grades, and try to get good and high paying job. I knew I didn't want to go in the medical field. That was, I hated science. I got decent grades in high school. I got, I think, ended with a 5.3 GPA. I, I was 50th out of 650 students of my high school class, had extracurricular activities, had sports, part-time job, AP classes, honor roll. Got rejected from University of Florida because my reading SAT scores wasn't high enough. So I went into college with this idea, I need good grades, I need to get a high-paying internship, and I need to get a high-paying job. 18, 19, 18, I had decent grades. 19, my grades started to go down. 20, my grades started to go down even more. And I realized this ambition and drive that I used to have went away. And then at 19, 20 years old, I'm going to class, I'm changing majors, and inside of my head, I thought there was something wrong with me because I'm seeing other people getting higher GPAs. I'm seeing other people getting internships. And what about me? Nothing is happening for me. And so I don't know where it was. I think somewhere in my 20, at 20 years old, I saw that USF was ranked number 11 or number 12 for masters in entrepreneurship. And I said, this is really cool. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to start my own business. I always wanted to start something new. And this is when Facebook started to blow up. And this is where a lot of tech founders were starting to build things that were in their 20s. And I wanted to be one of those. I just didn't know where to start. At 20, 21 years old, I had all these ideas. I always researched. And I just never did anything with them. I, I pursued management information systems because it was a hot thing back then where you get uh, a job, $40,000, $60,000 right out of college. Some people go on to make $80,000, $90,000, As I'm in the major, I, I went in for the money, but I realized quickly I didn't enjoy it. I finished the major and I majored in it, but I didn't complete it. At the summer before my fifth year in college, I was 22 years old, was going through a rough time. You know, I, I was, I had a life crisis. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So my sister hands me a book called Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Book completely changed my life. The first principle is take full responsibility for yourself. So I started taking full responsibility for everything that was going on in my life. And then he goes on into life purpose and life mission statement and your why. 
all these different things and doing these exercises, I realized that, you know what, enough is enough. I'm going to stop talking about these different business ideas and I'm actually going to take some action and pursue what I want to do. And that's when I realized I love inspiring people. I've always been this motivational guy. I always had motivational quotes. I always loved giving people advice. People always loved coming to me for advice. And I wanted to be that guy to help other people. And that's where my journey started. Summer of 2013. Seven years ago. And the next, you know, several years, I... 23, 22, I was building skills, building my confidence. My confidence was still low. You got trained by Brian Tracy. That's when public speaking guy came about. I was making only public speaking videos. Then I switched to Purpose Creates Impact. I started um, a couple years. I started doing programs, youth programs, where I was teaching teenage kids on how to build leadership and public speaking skills. I did that for a couple years. Then I did Purpose Creates Impact, um, was doing a little bit of one-on-one coaching routines, didn't really enjoy that, then started doing a lot of YouTube videos, once every week, once every couple weeks, but quickly realized I truly had to force myself to work. It felt like work. It felt like I wasn't really um, pulling into my full potential. April or May of last year, I can't remember exactly when, but I had an unproductive weekend and I, I beat myself up when I have unproductive weekends because I usually love to work. I was in the shower and, and, I, was, and I always had this idea in my head that, hey, I should, I want to interview highly successful people, have my own talk show for teens. And I don't see anything like that right now. And I started digging into it. I, started, I surveyed 40, 50 teenagers. At first, I had this idea of, okay, I'm going to interview entrepreneurs about entrepreneurship. Later on, I realized that mental health is the biggest struggle for teenage kids. Majority of those people were interested in mental health, anxiety, depression, confidence building. That was the biggest struggle and the biggest pain point. Around June, uh, May or June, I started figuring out, okay, Team mental health, that's what I'm going to work on. So I started brainstorming different books because I knew I wanted to interview people and compile that into a book. At first, I wanted to do 100 interviews. My girlfriend thought I was crazy. I quickly realized that 100 interviews wasn't enough. I mean, 100 interviews was a lot. And so I said, okay, 51. I'm going to do 51 interviews. People still thought I was crazy. So I still went ahead and pursued my idea. Brainstorming different book titles. Came up with three good book titles. This was around May. I think end of May, early June. Came up with the book, Never Fight Alone. That resonated with me. Um, That one, I took a poll of three book titles. Never Fight Alone was the one that was chosen and the most favorite. And then my next step was to hire a book designer. By the way, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going with the flow, but I'm truly passionate about what I'm doing. So I, I, I choose, I choose a book designer. She's phenomenal, highly ex- expensive, but phenomenal. She gave me three or four different book drafts, the cover. She drafted that up. I took a poll and I went with my gut instinct and I did one book title. Now I have the book title. 
So okay, now what do I do? Kind of lost. I ran to this this boy named Casey Adams. He's 19 years old at the time. Now he's 20 years old, but he was this driven young entrepreneur. Almost got paralyzed. Um, couldn't play football ever again. He went to entrepreneurship and interviewing highly successful people who just interviewed Larry King. He interviewed the uh, Houston Rockets basketball owner. He interviewed highly, highly successful people on his show. He interviewed Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk. So I, I, I DM'd him. He didn't reply back until probably like two weeks later. And he said, hey, I, I want to help you out. You should start a podcast. I didn't think about starting a podcast. I thought, I'm just going to continue on with my YouTube. I'm going to continue on with Instagram. But podcast was just never, never in the picture. So I went ahead. I made a podcast. I, I hired a designer to make my podcast design. And it kind of correlated. I wanted everything to kind of correlate having that green for mental health design aspect. I want to have these you know, the same fonts for all my brand, across my brand. So I started the podcast. I put together a cover photo, put together a message, put together a list of 30, 40 people I want to contact. And I started contacting people. It took me a long time to get in touch with people, to get people on my show. But during this past year, I'm telling you, 28 was my largest accomplishment year. Professionally, I just recently gave my book to my editor. He's almost done with it. I created my online course. I have a marketable speech for teens. I quit my full-time job to pursue entrepreneurship full-time. For the, you know, that was my dream at 20 years old, and I'm finally living that. Moved to a new city for the first time ever, no professional connections, away from family and friends. I have a website up and running. I've been more focused than I have ever been before. I'm getting messages from teenage kids saying, hey, you are such an inspiration to me. My podcast, I have interviewed 58 people, you know, some well-known people, some not as well-known, but very successful and inspirational stories. I have 85 podcast episodes. I have my podcast is listened to in 30 countries. And you know, I'm not famous. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself highly successful yet. I still have such a long way to go. But so many accomplishments in just one short year. And here's what I want you to take away from what I've been doing at 28 years old. And if you could take away these lessons at a young age, it could change your life. Lesson number one, once you pursue something you generally enjoy, it's going to pull you, your dreams, your goals are going to pull you versus, versus you trying to push to accomplish your goals. You're going to be successful and you're going to get a lot more done when you pursue something that you're generally passionate about. For the longest time, I was just trying to pursue things that I had forced myself to make a video. Me making a video was a lot of work and I did not enjoy 
the process, which is why I only made one video every couple weeks. And now I'm making three podcast episodes a week. And a day I'm doing that and then I'm doing other stuff. I'm doing I'm doing a lot. It shows. It shows that it shows that I'm passionate about what I'm doing because um, when I message people, they can they can you know when you message people to um, do some type of interviews, you get those generic messages that you just don't want to say uh, yes to. You know, in my message, I share my purpose, and people can sense that I'm genuinely passionate about my mission about my purpose, which is why I have interviewed 58 people in 10 short months. I don't ever have to push myself to work. Yes, there are times where I don't feel like working. I'm human. There are times where I just want to lay in bed. I don't want to get up. There are times where it's like that. But if you have to consistently push yourself, forcefully to do most of the work that you're doing throughout the day, you're doing something wrong. You need to choose something new. You need to choose something that pulls you to do things. When I'm interviewing different people, I enjoy it. It's my passion. I feed off the energy. When I do podcast episodes, I enjoy it. When I speak to teenage kids, I truly enjoy it. So if you haven't found what you truly enjoy and something that's pulling you versus you pushing all the time, Keep searching. The only way for you to find out one thing is to year after year try different things, test different, test the waters, get new hobbies, and eventually you something's going to click. And eventually you're going to find out one thing that you truly enjoy. Lesson number two, take the risk and figure everything out, everything else out later. You know, people thought I was crazy. I I didn't have this exact elaborate plan of moving to Philly and I didn't have a step-by-step plan of what I wanted to do when I moved to Philly. I knew I was passionate, I was driven, and I was going to do whatever it takes to figure stuff out. And I I believe those three things are the things that most successful people have in common. I'm... I'm part of the John Maxwell team. And John Maxwell, he says, people get so attached to a plan. And when the plan doesn't work out, they give up. Instead, get attached to your mission. Get attached to your why. And figure everything else later. You can adjust the plan. The plan is, should never be set in stone. I want to thank my good friend Armand Chaudhary, founder of Armani Talks. You know, he went full-time with his business and he pushed me to go full-time with mine. And I said, you know what, I have, to, I have to start making money right away. I have to, you know, have an idea of exactly how I should do things. And he said, you know what, when, when your back is pushed against a wall, you figure things out on how to get off of that wall. It's the same thing. You're never going to learn how to fly if you don't jump off the plane. You're never going to learn how to swim if you don't go in the water. And that's the same thing. You, you, you have to take that risk. But it should be a calculated risk, right? Because I had, I had a savings account where I was good enough to support myself for about 10 months, almost a year. 
things were starting to pick up, I started building momentum with Teenage Impact, and then I went full-time and moved to a new city. But if I would have moved out a year earlier and went full-time in my business a year earlier, I wouldn't have gone as far because it wasn't, I wasn't building the momentum I was supposed to build. So it wasn't something I just jumped into, uh, I wasn't passionate about, things were picking up, and that's why I took the risk. And I had this gut feeling, I had this little voice in my head telling me, just go for it, just go for it, just go for it. I had that voice for months. And so I finally, you know, stood up, became confident and told myself, I'm going to listen to that little voice in the back of my head to tell me just to go for it. And I did that. And sometimes you have to listen to that voice in your head and your gut feeling that's telling you that you should go for whatever you're trying to go for. Figure everything else later, because as long as you're ambitious, as long as you have a purpose, as long as you're constantly learning, as long as you're learning, as long as you're working hard, you're going to figure stuff out. Things are just going to pick up. A perfect, a lot of successful people didn't have everything figured out. Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, trillion dollar company. I think it's a trillion dollar company now, or billion dollar company. I don't know, but Amazon. Jeff Bezos, started in 1994-1995. He left his six-figure job. He was high up there in the company. 29 years old, 28 years old, to go start Amazon. He drove across the country, drove to Seattle, and he wrote his business plan in the car on the way to start his company. He didn't have everything figured out, but he did know that if he was on his deathbed and he didn't do this one thing he was itching to do, he would regret it for the rest of his life. Lots of successful people take that jump. And right now, what I recommend you doing is you're in school or you just graduated high school, start figuring stuff out. While you're in school, have a side hustle. Try different things out. Try different passion projects. Try different side hustles. And see which one sticks. And as soon as the, the thing that sticks and as soon as the thing that starts picking up, as soon as you graduate high school, just go all in. Just go all in. Or maybe you're in college and you don't know what you want to do. Maybe you're working and you have a full-time job. Test the waters first. Have something on the side. And when something sticks, you will know. I always would hear people talk about you're going to have this little voice in your head and you're going to know what it is. And I didn't know what the heck they were talking about. But once I started getting that little voice, I knew. I knew right away I should just go for it. Lesson number three, you're not in control. You are not in control. This is something that is extremely hard for me to learn because I'm naturally driven and I work extremely hard. And sometimes the results that I achieve are out of my control. It's, it's like different puzzle pieces. You, things will eventually connect and things will, the puzzle pieces will eventually come together, but you don't know when they're gonna to come together. But what you do have control over is working hard, you have control over your mindset, you have control over your discipline, you have control over uh, learning, you have control over taking action every day, you have control over certain things. But what you don't have control over 
is sometimes when the results will come. You don't have control over your calling. You don't have control over who you end up with. You don't have control over when your time will come. And so many things that you think you have control over, you really don't. Because when you think what your calling is and you're working so hard towards something and you think that's your calling, something tragic happens in your life and then you realize there's something else out there for you. Reference back to Casey Adams, he, he thought football was going to be his path and then later on he realized he can't play football anymore and then he went on a path of entrepreneurship. He had a different calling. I interviewed so many people who had life-changing moments and they realized they had a different calling. Dennis Simsek, the anxiety guy, he thought tennis was going to be his calling. This is something he was going to do. And he re- now he's helping other people with anxiety. Whatever you think your calling is, it, that may or may not be your calling. Something tragic could happen in your life, can take your life and turn into a complete 180. I was listening to a podcast episode with Kevin Hart and Joe Rogan. And Kevin Hart was almost paralyzed in a car accident. And now he realizes that life is good. He always wanted control over every situation. He was always busy. He was always on the go, making movies, making Santa. But then he realized that he needs to slow down and enjoy time with his family, enjoy time with his friends, be grateful to be alive. Anxiety forms from you wanting to be in control all the time. And something that I've had a hard time with because I've always had anxiety because I always wanted control of the situation. After seeing my best friends pass away from a car accident, I realized that a lot of people don't have until they're 70, 80, 90 years old to live. Some people will pass away in their teens. Some people will pass away in their 20s, 30s, in any given situation. You see, we don't have control over what happens. What happens to us is out of our control. And the faster we realize that that we don't have control, the less anxious we're going to be. And 28 was an interesting year for me. It was, it was a year I worked extremely hard. It was a year where there were times where I was extremely stressed. I'm extremely grateful. I'm extremely grateful for my health. I'm extremely grateful for the new city. I'm extremely grateful for my loved ones in my life. I'm extremely grateful for Teenage Impact and people who listen to these episodes and are impacted. I'm grateful for everyone who's crossed my path. I want to see how 29 is going to play out, my last year in my 20s. And I realized that I have my entire life ahead of me. And sometimes I kind of think that I don't have my entire life ahead of me, which is why I'm always on the go. I think 29 is going to be a good year. And I thank you for your support. I thank you for listening. And if you're not doing so, if you if you want to learn more about me, please follow me on Instagram at Shlomo Salsa. My Instagram handle name is in the description. 
I would love to hear from you. I would love to know if I've made an impact on your life. I would love to know if you're listening to these episodes. I want to know a little bit more about you. If you also haven't done so, click on the link in the description and take my uh, What Resiliency Type Are You? High School Sports Edition. I, I took the quiz and I got running as my uh, high school sport, which is crazy because I'm a long distance runner. Take the quiz and I, I want to see what results you have. It's actually a, it's a quick quick quiz. It takes about a minute to take, 30 seconds to a minute to take. So go ahead, take that quiz. Follow me on Instagram. And once again, thank you for your support. Until next time, peace.